This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hey guys, what's up? It's Savannah. Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so so happy that you are here. Happy Thursday, whether you're listening to me on the podcast or watching the video version. I hope you're having a great week. I know for me, you guys, I am so ready for fall. I I feel like we've done summer, like June and July were cute. Now I'm just overheating. I'm hot, especially being in the South. If you live in the South, you understand how brutal Southern summers can be. It is humid. It is hot. I made the deplorable mistake of wearing leather pants and a black long sleeve bodysuit on a night out last week. And let me tell you, that was one of the worst decisions I have made in a very, very long time. So I am so ready for fall, for winter, for all of it. I'm like officially on Christmas TikTok. I'm on fall TikTok. I actually just booked today a little weekend camping not camping I I wouldn't I wouldn't go camping it's not camping it's like a they're called these like tiny houses and I booked one for November for Hayden and I's two-year anniversary so we're gonna go do that in November and I looked up the weather or what the weather's supposed to be obviously it's like a little bit out but it's going to be very much fall vibes and I am so here for it so I don't know about you guys. I was talking to my girl who does laser hair removal today because that's where I went today. And she like couldn't believe that I was saying that. It actually like she looked at me like I had three heads when I told her that I was ready for fall. But I don't know. I'm just really excited for it. It was really weird. Sorry, I know I'm going on a tangent, but I just feel like we have a lot to catch up on. It was really weird. I had some friends over over the weekend. It was one of my friends and one of Hayden's friends. And we all woke up the next morning and we literally felt like we were in. This is going to sound so weird. We felt like we were in a time machine and like woke up and it was December because it felt like it should have been or it looked like it should have been a like warm or sorry, no, not warm, a sunny, but like cold day. You know, those days in like November when it's sunny outside, but it's still like 50 degrees. Those were the vibes that it was giving. And I have no idea why. I think it's because we went to two bars the night prior. We went to this place called Santa's Pub. If you've ever been in Nashville, then you know, it's basically like a double wide trailer with 
Santa, like Christmas decorations everywhere, Christmas lights to karaoke bar. So we went there and then we went to this other place called Embers, which is like a replica of a ski lodge and it's a bar. And so the night was very much giving Christmas. And I think that that's why we woke up the next day, just like wanting below freezing temperature. So I know that I'm probably going to like regret saying this in a couple months, like mark my words, I'm going to be like, I miss the warm weather. But for right now, I don't. And I miss Christmas. But as you can tell by the title of today's episode, we are talking about something that is much, much more important than my desire and yearning for Christmas, and that is self-love. I was going through old episodes that we've done on this podcast, and I was actually very surprised, unless I missed one going through them, that we have not dedicated a full podcast to self-love in its entirety. We've done romanticizing your life, we've done setting boundaries, saying no, things like that, but we haven't done one that's fully dedicated to self-love, and and that was very, very surprising for me. So that is why I wanted to talk about it today because we talk so much in what would Sav do's and, you know, in different little, um, different little snippets of topics about how important and crucial self-love is, but we've never talked about how to get there. And the first thing that I want to say about self-love is that it is very subjective. Like what I consider self-love and the steps that I take to love myself it's going to be different for everyone. So what I really want to focus on today is more so the perspective aspect of it and how to change your perspective into understanding what your journey of self-love is going to look like. And so that's where I want to start. And so I will start by saying that loving yourself and self-love is an active an evolving process. It's an ever-changing process. I'm sure on the internet you have heard a million times over because everyone throws this word around so many times. I'm guilty of it too. Just telling people, oh, just love yourself more. You need to love yourself, love yourself, love yourself. And it can be very confusing at times because you can hear the constant love yourself and you sit there and you're like, okay, but how? How do I love myself? What can I do to love myself? How does that process start? And again, I think that self-love and loving yourself is an active choice. It is a choice that you have to make. You're not just going to wake up one day and love yourself. Like I just, I don't necessarily believe in that, even though I wish it was that simple. I wish it was that easy. Sometimes loving yourself is a more complex process than people would like to admit because it's easier to sit here and think, oh, you know, like I just, I don't love myself. When you're not taking these steps and being proactive in trying to change anything to do so. So having self-love, having love for yourself, loving yourself, it really stems from having a relationship with yourself. And that includes all of the facets that any other relationship would have. So whether that is a relationship with a family member or a relationship with a friend or a romantic partner even, what are the things that you value in an everyday relationship, right? Is it loyalty? Is it communication? Is it trust? Is it having someone that makes you feel safe? Someone who makes you feel seen? Someone who makes you feel important? Do you see where I'm going here? 
because all of those are the same qualities that you should be having in your relationship with yourself. You should be striving to have healthy communication with yourself. You should be striving to trust your instincts, to believe in yourself, to be loyal to yourself, to put yourself first, to not allow negative energy and to be your own safe space, to be gentle and understanding with yourself. Are you able to count on yourself? So when you really start looking at what you strive for and what you want in a relationship with anyone else, those are also the same things that you need to start applying to the relationship that you have with yourself. And when thinking about your self-love journey, it is important to ask yourself if you are actively making choices and decisions that are going to progress your self-love journey and not set you back. If you're not checking off any of those words on the list that I just gave you, then why not? Why are we not choosing actively to love ourselves? Because again, if it was that easy to snap our fingers and just love ourselves, everyone would. But it's more than that. But you're constantly just hearing, oh, just love yourself. Oh, just love yourself. And it's like, okay, but how? And I think that's another really big misconception is that there's this idea that you have to love every single part of yourself every day, 24 seven. And if you don't, then you don't love yourself and you're lost on the journey of self-appreciation and self-love. But I truthfully hate that way of thinking because I think everyone has bad days. I think everyone wakes up sometimes not feeling their best and that's allowed. You know, the self-love journey is not all rainbows and butterflies all the time and the whole way through and it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself if you wake up and you have a bad day it doesn't mean that you don't love yourself and I feel like oftentimes we're just supposed to like push through it and I feel like oftentimes one of two things happens when you have that bad day or when you don't have you know the most positive thought process in your self-love journey and it's either you know you push through it and you just you know you forget about it you don't even acknowledge the bad feeling that you're having or you take it on the other end of the scale to the complete opposite end and you think that it's this major setback and because you had a bad day that you must not love yourself and blah 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 and you're really hard on yourself we don't want either of those things it's okay to acknowledge the fact that we're human it's okay to acknowledge the fact that we're not going to be smiling and happy and like loving every bit and part of ourselves for every second, every single day. Like that would be weird. I think, I think that that would be a little strange because everyone here is human. And so I think it's really important to remember that you're just not having a great self-love day and that's okay. Tomorrow will be better or the next day will be better. It doesn't mean that you don't love yourself. It just means that you're having a bad day and that's all it is. And it doesn't have to be more than that. I want to go back to, you know, asking yourself if you're actively making choices to progress your self-love journey. And again, that is going to be subjective to everyone. That's why I really can't give examples because I know for me what that looks like. And in, in the end, I do have it on my list to tell you, you know, some of my, you know, favorite things to do to practice self-love. But again, that's going to be subjective for everyone. My favorite activities, my feel good things, like those things might not be what works for you. So again, it's all subjective. I personally, I like going on walks. I like driving, blasting the music, rolling the windows down. 
So with that, I think it is important to ask yourself if you are making choices consistently that work towards your goals with self-love. And if you're not, it's also important to ask yourself, why not? Are you not doing that because you are worried that you are somehow going to make other people upset when it comes to choosing yourself? Are you afraid you're going to lose someone in your life if you start setting boundaries? A lot of times as people pleasers, we think that by giving all of our energy, all of our time, everything that we have to other people, it will make us happy because we're giving all of ourselves to someone, all of our time, our energy, our effort, all of that is going to other people, which in turn will make us happy with ourselves. But in fact, a lot of times that just comes from wanting validation from other people. You want validation in regards to your reassurance, hearing that you're doing a good job from other people. You want validation in regards to reassurance or friendships or romantic partners. But I think it's really crucial to remember that the only validation that you truly need, the only one that really really ever matters is the one that comes from yourself. And that's when you have to ask yourself, are you doing things that make you happy? Are you actively choosing to do things that bring happiness and joy into your life? I bring this back to like that childhood exercise that we've talked a lot about. This is that one that Kendall Jenner was talking about on a podcast. It was like a couple months ago. She was talking about it, how she puts that baby picture of herself up on her mirror in her bathroom and how when she goes into her bathroom, she looks at the baby picture and it's an exercise to not be so self-critical because oftentimes we are our own worst critics. I would say more often than not, I would say almost in all circumstances, we are our own worst critics. And when we look in the mirror, we pick ourselves apart. We criticize. We rarely look in the mirror and say the things that we like about ourselves. We rarely talk positively to ourselves. And so the whole point of this exercise was by putting the baby picture on the mirror, you're intuitively going to be nicer you're going to be nicer because when you look at the baby picture it's a lot harder to be mean to a baby to an innocent child an innocent kid that you once were it's a lot harder to pick that person apart would you want to be saying the mean things to that person because the whole general you know, blanket idea of this exercise is that when you're saying the mean things to yourself now, you're actually also saying them to the little kid that you once were in that picture. And in turn, that's not going to make you feel good. You would, when you look at the picture, you're supposed to want to protect that person. And that was something that I actually, I tried that for a while and then I had to take it down because I was redecorating my bathroom. But when I put the picture up, it really, really worked surprisingly. At first I was kind of like, no, like that's not. Then I started to do it and I was like, oh shit, like this actually works. Like this is something that, you know, me being so hypercritical and over analytical of myself in every facet and mostly all negative, it was almost impossible for me to do that with that picture right there because it made me sad. It made me sad feeling like, why would I be mean to that person, you know, to the baby in the picture? So I really do recommend that exercise, or even if you don't want to put it on your bathroom, have it as your phone wallpaper, have it as your home screen. If you don't want it to be front and center where people will see, have it in just a secret place that only you know about, have it in your wallet, whatever it is that works for you. But again, it's just about asking yourself, are you actively choosing to make yourself happy? Are you actively choosing things that make you feel good about yourself actively? You know, whether that's the clothes that you wear, whether that's the affirmations that you tell yourself in the morning, whatever it is that makes you a little bit less hard on yourself 
do that. And the same goes for your circle, right? The people that surround you, your friends, your acquaintances. As you get older, and we've talked about this a million times, and I will say it again, you will start to realize the importance and quality over quantity of friends. I feel like as a teenager in high school, a lot of times you think that the more friends that you have, the more popular you are. And when you're a teenager and growing up, that's so easy to strive for, right? Because you see it all in the movies and the TV shows and TikTok and whatever. And everyone wants that, or a lot of people do, or at least when I was in high school, that was something that a lot of people strived for. And what I will say is when you grow up, you start to realize how not important all of that shit is. Like the amount of friends that you have does not matter. It is the quality of the friends that you have. So ask yourself if you're surrounding yourself with positive people, people that lift you up, people that encourage you and motivate you towards your goals. That's going to be another one that we're going to talk about. Goals, motivation, self-discipline, that's all huge. And are, are you surrounding yourself with people that help you achieve those things, with people that hold you accountable, with people who love you? Or are you surrounding yourself with people who only bring you down, bring negative energy into it. You know, I will say I recently experienced this with, um, with a friend of mine. She, she was having a difficult time with this one friend of hers and she gave this friend chance after chance after chance. And no matter what the circumstance was, she always left being with that friend, feeling unfulfilled, feeling bad about herself, feeling insecure. It just was totally negative. And finally, she ended up making the decision to cut that friend off because at the end of the day, that friend wasn't adding anything beneficial to her life. That friend wasn't helping her grow in any way. I don't know about you guys, but I want friends that we will all grow and evolve as humans together. I don't want friends that are just, you know, stagnant and just okay with not having goals okay with not wanting to be the best versions of themselves and that's what my friend in this scenario really felt and so ultimately when she cut them off and it wasn't some big blow-up thing it was just very you know it was over time and it just faded out it completely turned her whole life around and I know that that might sound dramatic but it really did in the sense that all of that negativity all of that anxiety that she was holding on to because she truthfully felt like you know so anxious every time she was around this person every time she got a text from this person it was all anxiety ridden and so a lot of time so when that was cut out she felt so much lighter she felt happier she felt more appreciation and self-love because she felt like she was protecting herself protecting her energy protecting her time and that's something that's very respectful in someone and something that's very admirable when you're able to look at someone and see that they don't fuck around with their circle, with their energy, with the people that they allow in their life because they love themselves enough to know when something is not adding value or to know when something is only adding negativity and when to turn that off, right? When to let that go. So ask yourself, are you surrounding yourself with people who make you feel good about yourself or are you surrounding yourself with people that are feeding into a negative narrative, feeding into the negativity or making you feel bad about yourself? It's okay okay to cut people off if that means that you are going to feel better if that means that you are going to have more self-appreciation and that goes back to the loyalty that we were talking about earlier have the loyalty to yourself to not put up with people that are constantly bringing you down be loyal enough to yourself where you would not tolerate that 
right? Where you are not going to put up with any of that, where you are going to have boundaries. That's what that loyalty to yourself really means. And that's why it's so important in the self-love journey and in the self-love process to be loyal to yourself. The next thing I want to talk about is the narrative that you feed yourself. And we kind of touched on that earlier with the baby picture thing, but I think it's important to just reframe that in a way where I say having a healthy narrative with yourself and a positive narrative with yourself is crucial. If you're constantly tearing yourself down and being hypercritical of yourself, you are never going to be able to fully love yourself. And that goes back to the communication that we were talking about when writing out all of the important, you know, key factors in a relationship. This goes to the communication one. When you are dating someone or when you are friends with someone, having a healthy line of communication is so important. If you are dating someone who is constantly tearing you down, who is constantly, you know, calling you names, picking you apart, I would hope that you would have the strength and the loyalty to yourself again to leave that situation. So why on earth would we sit and stay in a relationship with ourselves when all we're doing is picking ourselves apart? And I know it's hard because we're kind of stuck with ourselves, right? Like we can't, it's not like we can just pack up and leave because we're going with us. So that's a little bit tricky, but just redirecting the narrative, shifting the perspective, asking yourself why you're speaking like this to yourself, asking yourself why you're having this kind of communication with yourself. What is the deeper rooted insecurity here? And really hyper-focusing on that and working on trying to change that because that can be fixed. We can always fix those things. Those things that, you know, we constantly tell ourselves when we're looking in the mirror, we can fix those things. Those are not the end-all be-all, but it's really important to ask yourself why you're so okay with being so mean to yourself. Why you're so okay with being so harsh to yourself yourself. It goes back again to wanting to be with someone who is your safe space, who is gentle and understanding and forgiving. When you're being so harsh and hypercritical of yourself, you're not experimenting with those factors of safeness and healthy communication. It's so important to be able to forgive yourself when you make mistakes or forgive yourself when you're speaking badly to yourself. You know, we're always so quick to give people second chances. If you're anything like me, I give second chances out like they're fucking candy. I give them out to everyone, but it's so hard for me to give myself second chances. I feel like people who are people pleasers and really hard on themselves, it's hard for us to give ourselves second chances, but very easy for us to give other people second chances because again, it's part of that people-pleasing mentality. It's part of that validation mentality. Now, one last little thing that I do want to mention before getting into some of my favorite self-love tips and tricks and things that just make me feel a lot better and you know the things that I like to do that I was saying was subjective earlier I still want to give some of those tips just in case any of you find them to be helpful or something that you want to try but something that I feel like is really hard when we're on the self-love journey at least for me in my experience in my own personal journey with it the hardest thing I've been able the hardest thing to overcome was not as much anything on you know, the internal aspect or, you know, the emotional standpoint. But for me, it's always been the physical. You know, I've always been very hypercritical of 
my looks. I've been very superficial with myself, not with others, but just with me. Um, I've been very, very critical in that way. And, you know, I saw this quote a couple days ago on Instagram. It was floating around on a couple people's stories. And essentially the premise of it is, you know, when you have a daughter, uh, what was it? I need to look it up. But essentially it was like when you have a daughter or when you have a kid, but if you have a daughter, you know, a lot of times they grow up being told that they look exactly like their mother. And if all of they see is their mother picking themselves apart and wanting to change every single part of themselves, what example are you setting for your daughter in terms of how to love themselves and what it means to love themselves? And that really struck me because I feel like for me, I'm always so critical of myself in terms of my body and what I look like because I never have fully felt like I fit in in that way. And this can be a whole different episode in and of itself just in terms of like body image. But, you know, I've always felt like I'm not, you know, I'm not the size zero, but I'm not on the opposite end of the spectrum either. And I think that that was something that was really hard to grasp because there's like this weird middle ground and it's been hard to wrap my head around it because that growing up, that was never something that was really seen. And, you know, even now I feel like it's one or the other kind of, and the middle of all of that, like the middle sizing and all of that doesn't really get you know, talked about as much. And I feel like for me, I've just been very hypercritical of myself on a physical standpoint. I always pick my body apart. I always, always like, you know, it doesn't matter. Like I will find a new thing to pick apart constantly. And that's been my struggle when it comes to my self-love journey. But something that I've, you know, really worked towards in overcoming that is just truly getting to a point where you know, I'm having that healthy communication with myself, giving myself those positive affirmations and remembering that my worth and value comes from so much more than just my body and my physical appearance. Because a lot of the times, like I said, we are our own worst critics and, you know, we are so much more than what our physical appearance has to offer. And I was just having this conversation with my friend the other day, because again, like I think as you get older, you realize, you know, when it comes to friendships and relationships and things like that, like when you're looking for compatibility and partners, the first thing that or at least for me, you know, obviously the attraction has to be there. And, you know, that's what attracts at first. Like the first thing that brings you together typically is attraction. But when it comes to the longevity of a relationship, it's really the foundation revolving around personality, right? Like being funny or being compassionate or smart or understanding, like all of those characteristics that we look for, that's what really, you know, creates a long lasting relationship. And that's what I really had to remind myself in learning to love myself that, yeah, you know, I have this physical appearance, I have this body, whatever it may look like, whether I'm having a good day with it or a bad day with it, you know, whatever my insecurities are, what really matters is the inside, you know, how kind I am, you know, how, meaning like the inside characteristics. So kindness, compassionate, forgiving, funny, you know, sarcastic, like whatever it is. And just reminding myself that, you know, that's really important too. And for me, that's more important than how I look. And to just remind myself that I am worth more than my physical appearance, than my body. And I think as a girl, especially, that's been something that's really been hard to navigate because I think growing up, we are kind of told that our body and our appearance is important, if not the most important a lot of times. And, you know, we have to look put together and we got to, you know, have it all going on. But that's a really hard standard to constantly meet. And I feel like when we're not consistently meeting that standard that is set for us by other people, by the way, 
that's when it gets hard for us. That's when it's very difficult to accomplish that self-love and that self-appreciation because we feel like we're not meeting society's standards. We feel like we're not meeting other people's standards. But I just want to remind you that that does not matter. Your worth and your value is laid in so much more than just your body. So I just wanted to put that out there just because I know personally that's the one that I struggle with the most. And so just in case anyone else is really struggling with that one too, I just wanted to mention that. So like I mentioned, the self-love journey is subjective. The things that make me feel good about myself, the things that I incorporate into my day-to-day life to help me along my self-love journey, those types of things, they might not look they might look different for you. You know, we might have different ideas and different things that help us along the way in that regard. And that's totally okay. We're not all supposed to have, you know, the same things that we like to do. Um, But I do want to mention some of my favorites just because I feel like if you're sitting there and you're like, well, I don't even know where to start or, you know, I want something to like spice it up a little bit. Like I have my, you know, things that I do, but I'm looking for new ideas. I decided to, you know, give you some things that I like to do. And then in turn, you can leave a comment and let me know some of the things that you like to do in regards to self-love and your self-love journey. So one of the things that I really love to do, which really helps me feel connected with myself is completely unplugging, unplugging from social media, unplugging from my phone. I am someone who is very guilty of the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I look at my phone. The last thing I do before I go to bed, I look at my phone all throughout the day. You guys, I am embarrassed to say like my screen time is probably somewhere around eight hours a day. I don't even know how that's possible. I don't know how that's possible. Um, So for me, when I get to unplug, whenever I get the chance to, it's typically on a weekend because of like the work week and stuff. But whenever I get a day to just unplug, I love to take it because it just really helps me center myself. It makes me feel more grounded within myself. It makes me feel more connected to the people around me, more connected in my relationship, more present in my relationship and more present with myself and my feelings. And so for me, it's something that I find extremely beneficial. The second one is something that we talked about a lot and definitely in the romanticizing your life episode and that is taking yourself on a date. It doesn't have to be something you spend money on or it can be. It's whatever you want whether you want to take yourself to dinner or if you want to just go for a cute little like sunset walk by yourself. I love going on wine walks I call them and I just take a little like you know to go cup and fill it with some wine and just go on a little walk and just spending quality time with myself or if you want to like take a blanket and like go sit out on a park or on a beach and watch the sunset or whatever that looks like for you just do it it would really it really helps you connect with yourself it's going to feel weird at first you're going to be like why am I doing this like this is strange like now what you're going to sit there and you're going to be like now what but that's kind of the point because then you kind of because when you sit in that uncomfortability you're kind of just forced to sit there with yourself and reflect and a lot of times that can be uncomfortable and scary but you just have to trust the process if it makes you feel better bring a journal and just kind of start journaling or drawing or something that can keep you busy during that time you know 
know, I really recommend that. Um, another one is writing a list of all of the things that you're grateful for really helps with a positive mindset. You know, we talked a lot about perspective and creating your own narrative. And I think that a lot of times we get caught up in all of the negatives in life. You know, we look on the news, it's negative. We look on social media, there's negativity, you know, hate comments or just posts in general or in everyday life. You know, it's just a lot of times the world can seem a little bit negative and I think that if you can sit down and block out the noise of negativity and just write down the things that make you happy or that you're grateful for and that make you excited that will really help shift your perspective and you'll probably surprise yourself with all of the good things that you have in your life and in turn that will make you feel happier and lighter and all of the good things so another one is writing down three things that you love about yourself on that list as well. It can be, you know, internally characteristic, it can be physical, whatever it is, write down something that you love about yourself. Three things, three things. And again, it'll remind you a little bit about who you are. It'll, you'll connect with yourself a little bit better. And again, just as the gratitude one, you probably will surprise yourself as well. Now, another thing that I love to do is having an everything shower. Um, this is something that I'm actually planning on doing tonight. And I am so excited. If you know, you know, with the everything showers, but if you don't, it's essentially where you take the shower and you like the shower I'm talking exfoliating, shaving, moisturizing, body washing, double shampooing, you know, all of the things, hair mask, face mask, all of the masks, you do all of it in there and you come out like a brand new freaking person. And it just, it just helps. It just makes you feel better. It just makes you feel like you're taking care of yourself because whenever you take care of yourself, whether that's in regards to, you know, working out or skincare or hair care or what you're eating, whenever you're taking the steps to try and better yourself in any of those ways, you're also, you are going to feel better. You just will. The next thing that I like to do is cleaning out my closet, cleaning out my space, organizing, because again, it just makes me feel better about the space that I'm in. It makes me more productive and in turn helps me reach my goals, which again, a part of the self-love thing, self-discipline, reaching your goals, having motivation, having, you know, taking initiative, all of those things are very important. So to me, I love having an organized space and it's something that when I do, I feel accomplished, which in turn makes me feel good about myself. Another one and the last one that I'm going to give you is just allowing myself to have a TV marathon night. Like whenever I get to just have a night, whether it's usually when Hayden's out of town, um, sometimes it's when it's when he's here too. I'll just, you know, sit down and watch my comfort show and just like let myself do that. And oftentimes I think that we get so caught up in like the hustle and bustle of life and everyone is so busy and we're moving at a million miles a minute. And it's very rare that we get to just sit and chill. And so I've found myself very recently just really cherishing the moments that I just get to sit and chill because I think about it a lot of times and I'm like, this is like that chapter of life, like before getting into like, you know, the family stages of life. Don't get ahead of yourself in that. Um, I'm not saying, you know, just you get what I'm saying. Like I think about it sometimes and I'm like, you know, I'm going to have like kids one day. I'm going to have like you know, a family and all of that. And like, I'm not, not, when am I going to be able to like sit in front of the TV and just like watch TV, you know, for real, like watch TV the way that I like to do it. So I just allow myself sometimes to have a night where I get to just 
you know, watch my favorite show. Lately, it's been One Tree Hill. I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, And just enjoying that. But for you, whether that's like a movie or whatever it is, just allow yourself, give yourself that time to just like unplug. And I know like unplug, it's like kind of counterintuitive because like you are watching like something, you're watching TV. But for me, I like to just like put my phone to the side. I've been knitting a lot recently too. That's been one thing that I really love to do. Um, I've just been trying to find little hobbies here and there um, that I've really been connecting with. I started Duolingo. That's another one that I did. Um, I've been learning Spanish. Um, I'm on my six day streak. So we're not like too far into it, but we're getting there. Um, But again, knitting is one of them so just finding little hobbies that make you excited about life that make things feel a little less mundane and that feel like they're yours you know having yourself feel like that again which ties into as we said in the beginning just feeling like that safe space for yourself is really important and that ties into like all of the things that I've mentioned here today again specifically like the cleaning out my closet and cleaning out my space like I want it to feel like a safe space I want it to feel like a space that I'm comfortable in that really ties in there and so um, again you can apply all of those things that we talked about in the beginning in regards to characteristics of a healthy relationship to the things that I talked about on these lists like communication ties into talking about the things that you're grateful for and the things that you like about yourself taking yourself out on a date ties into the loyalty and things like that so that is what I have to say about that you guys and with that being said that is all for me today thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of my thoughts exactly I hope you enjoyed it please let me know in the comments what your self-love tips and tricks are and with that being said I will be back next week with a brand new one and I hope to see you there bye guys Thank you.